We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Another, just another, another Warriors game, you know, in, in a season full of Warriors games. Sam, that's my analysis for you, expert analysis. <laughs> um, that's what they pay us for. More, uh, what's, uh, what's worse, uh, <laughs> Draymond's jump shot or Bonte's <laughs> cardigan? What the hell is Bonte worried? That look at this, dude. His stomach's like hanging out from the cardigan on the bottom. Oh man, <laughs> we're gonna have to text him after. Sam, our question to you: uh, Should they have left Brad, Brad Wanamaker in the game to close? Come on, man! Come on, <laughs> oh. my guy, my guy, my guy. Brad's playing a little better. Mm. I'm not as down on Wanamaker as, as some of you guys. I, I don't ask. Uh, this is true. This is true. I, I don't ask, um, you know, my uh, I don't ask my gardener to be a chef. So I don't I don't know. Wanamaker's Wanamaker's fine. They just ask him to do a little too much. He's been playing a little better recently. He's a better shooter than he's shown. Um, OK, let's I, I guess we got to start here. Let's start with that fourth quarter. Quite the frustrating ending to the game where where are you at with this Andy because like we can talk about how Steph has come down to earth shooting the ball sure but but I mean if your entire scheme is based on Steph hitting 50 percent of 15 threes a game like that's not right. really a sustainable way to win a couple things right um Dr- Draymond Green I think was had not a great game um actually that that's probably the one thing I'll point out tonight that worst, was very disappointing uh, worst plus minus was that team. it? Worst for, plus minus for, for what for whatever that means. Um, I have some thoughts on it too, but I'm gonna let you go first. Ooh, okay. So we'll, we'll both go on it because that's the biggest 
the biggest part of this game to me tonight. Uh, and uh, Andrew Wiggins, Kelly Oubre did their part. Steph, Steph was fine. Like, he didn't play well. But, like, I mean, he is what he is, right? He's going to have great games, and this one's not so great. Draymond, I, this is what I mean when I said this guy is not the great savant passer that people were saying a week ago when he had 15 assists. Like, look, he's getting assists, but it's he's not out here like he's LeBron James, right? Like, he's not making these amazing assists off drives or anything like that. He is hunting these assists because there is nothing else that he can do on the floor right now. Defensively, I don't need him to say, all right, you got to lock down from Chippewa for 48 minutes. It's tough, right? He's a big guy, talented. But this is the problem. Like, this is the problem offensively, like you just said. They're expecting Steph to shoot 50% from three to have this offense run. By the way, they score 124 tonight. Like, it's not really a problem. But the guy is playing four on five, and he has turnovers because that's all he's trying to do. He's forcing it in. And this offense doesn't really work unless you have Clay there in the place of Juan Descano Anderson. So I think that's a problem that's going to stay a problem for the rest of the season. The one thing I noticed in this game, I mean, not the one thing, but uh, Steve Clifford came out with adjustments. And to me, the adjustments he made is exactly what teams are going to do to the Warriors when we get to the money end of the season and when the stakes are a lot higher, when when teams are kind of coaching the game versus coaching big picture, he put uh, Ken Birch in the starting lineup uh, because he has a he has a better chance of blowing up the you know Steph Steph Draymond pick and roll or dribble handoff or whatever you want to say. And they were just trying to trap and jump Steph, and they were not guarding Draymond at all. Like to me, that was the big thing, um, and yep. it's gonna be a thing for the Warriors all season. And you can talk about the fact that they weren't making shots, but everything comes back to the fact that they're playing four on five because yep. Draymond doesn't want to shoot the ball. Draymond actually two for two from three tonight, <laughs> which feels great. Two for six from the floor. But like the way teams are guarding him, if he was a if he was a true scoring threat, he has 30 tonight. He has 20 tonight. Like if if Wiggins was guarded that way and Wiggins is I don't think he's an all-star. I don't think he's an amazing offensive player. He's just a competent one. If Wiggins got the looks that Draymond got, he's probably getting 25 easy. And that's kind of the Warriors issue right now. You can point to Steph going six for 16 from three, but like how many of those threes that Steph took were, were easy ones? Like, I don't know, maybe three or four. Max, well, they were, right? they were harder tonight than they were against the heat for sure. Uh, yeah. so like you said, a kind of a better, a better scouting report, the way that he was played. No, but you're right. Like, or just a not... scouting report. Yeah. <laughs> I can't slander. Come on, Spo. Um, but it's it's not hard. Me and you are not NBA players. But as an NBA player, it cannot be that hard to score 10 points when you've got wide open shots for 48 minutes. I mean, he's playing 30 minutes. It can't, I mean, Sam, come on. It, it's not unrealistic to say you've got a wide open lane. You don't have to kick it out to Kelly Oubre, Andrew Wiggins every time. It's okay to shoot a five-foot floating, like a five-foot floater. It's fine. Well, well it, he, here's a better way to put it, um, or another way to put it. There's a reason teams don't run their offense through guys who don't score. Because it's not that hard to scheme up a defense to take advantage of a guy who's only looking to pass the ball. You know how, like, in high school – your point guard is typically never shooting the ball because, you know, they're not that skilled or whatever it may be. But like we get to this level, if the ball is in your hands, you have to be a threat to score the ball. You have to be a threat to do multiple things. Now Draymond is one of the smartest players in the league. He obviously can pass the ball. He's a great screener. He's got a great IQ, 
But the fact that he can't take advantage of teams who are not guarding him and throwing junk defenses at Steph is the fundamental reason I do not buy this team can just run back 2016. Like, okay, Clay comes back well, next year. I think they'll be better. Don't get me wrong. But like, we, this is just my theory. You might disagree with me. In 2015, 2016, it's not that Draymond is a great scorer. It's that if he's in garden, he was right. willing to take exactly. advantage of it. And that is where, you know, I'm not saying he's, um, he can't get that back. But right now, I don't know if he can get it back. And that is my question. And that is a major issue for the Warriors going forward. If we're, if we're thinking about a title and we're not thinking about a cute playoff team. Because right now, you know, Steph will probably drop 40 tomorrow or in the next game at the latest <laughs> they'll get back to their same old like win two, lose one lose two, win two and be like a game or two above 500 but i don't think warrior fans expectation is to be a cute team that steph carries to the playoffs they want more and for me it, it comes down to Draymond. even if you trade for bradley beal right now the the, the problem remains the same right clay thompson comes back problem remains the same Clay Thompson and James Wiseman becomes Chris Bosch, then okay, <laughs> right? Then okay, yeah. like, you're fine. You get, you get, you're you probably get, you fine. Get KD, you get KD in here with Clay, <laughs> then it's okay. It's, it's, okay. it's okay that he won't shoot the ball because you got three of the best ever. Yeah, you know, but, it, you know, it's going to take three years for Wiseman to get there, right? Like, that's that's a problem, uh, right? Like, I'm, I'm excited. I want to see Wiseman come back. He's probably not back tomorrow, but hopefully next week, right? So, like, that's all exciting. But like you said, like, the you can run back 2015-16, which I actually think, like, there's a point there. Like they could tech, like, yeah, get clay back. It solves a lot of issues, but it doesn't solve the Draymond issue. Like Draymond could go coast to coast 2014, 15, 16, like coast to coast. He's shooting 37% from 30, 38%, you know, drops, drops down to 30, even 33, Sam, 33% from 30. Like that's completely fine. I'll, that's I'll Andrew, settle. Andrew Wiggins I'll, is mine. I'll settle for 30 right now. Yeah, 30, you know, but it doesn't seem like that's ever coming back. And do you feel like this? Do you feel like it's a physical issue offensively or is it mental? I think it's a latter. That's a great question. I, I would be curious to hear what everyone in here thinks. So if, if you jump on, I want to know what your thought. Do you think it's physical or mental? Um, I'm not sure, honestly. Um, I think some of it's physical. I think it's hard to deny the form has changed. And that was like, you know, the hip injury, the shoulder injury and you know, those things are unfortunate and it, you can't really criticize a guy for like, okay, yeah, his body's banged up. Sure. But these are, these are real things the Warriors have to consider going forward beyond this game, which is if Draymond's not going to be a scoring threat, they need to upgrade their offense beyond just Steph Clay and Wiggins. They can't, you know, it, they can't run back 2016 level offense where it's like, all right, we got Steph and I mean, Clay, but everyone else is competent enough to finish if they're open they need a little more if Draymond's going to be a five point per game score six six points tonight you know and it's it's kind of sad because he still does so many other good things like I I, I want to make this clear I don't I don't think he's a bad player or anything. Like he's still an amazing defender. He's still one of the smartest passers and anything but it's like you saw it on the last possession of this game Steph is harassed he passes it to Draymond. Draymond could have just taken that to the hole, forced a double. You know, he'd either get a layup or he'd got an easy dump off. But instead, he's just waiting for Steph to come around, 
Steph comes around and gets the ball. He's still got two to three defenders on him. And, you know, he's good enough to make that shot, but it's, like, it's not the highest percentage. Yeah, I, yeah. and um, I'm with you on the on the draft. I'm a little bit more optimistic long-term. I think they get a clay that, that's reasonably fine, and they're in, they're in, the, they're in a contender contention uh, next season. But um, I, I think it, it comes down to kind of, like, I mean, Kelly Oubre may be on this team, right? Like, if he makes it through the deadline, like, it, it, I find it hard to believe that they're not going to re-sign him. I agree. Um, and, and, he, and he was good tonight. Right, like Slash Brothers, he was very, he was very good tonight. Um, he's gotten a lot better. So I don't want to keep this too negative. You know, okay, we're gonna have you know options here. We're gonna get to some callers here because we're in here tonight for for about half an hour. Um, but I, I did enjoy, I did enjoy Wiggins and Ubre kind of uh, in the third quarter. I think Sam picking up the offense and picking up the way that Steve Kerr wants his team to play, and really like the way that Steph wants his team to play. I think that's really positive. I think if you're like if you want someone to stay on this team long term, like Kelly Oubre does have the physical profile. He has the shooting. The stuff that's missing is the IQ. But the last few games, it does seem like he's picked up the offense more than the last 25 combined. And that's I'm super excited about that. Like this is someone that. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, he's been so much better when they've gone to the small ball lineup and he can be like a de facto four-man finishing mm-hmm, place mm-hmm, mm-hmm. than asking him to be a two-guard or, a, or a, a wing, perhaps, where you're asking him to make reads that it's just not who he is. Great just point. let him use his athleticism. Let him cut. Let him hit open shots. Let him blow kisses. Let him do push-ups. Let him point for first downs when he gets a charge. <laughs> it's just who he is. I don't think um, he's just never going to be a playmaker for others. He's a play finisher, right? Like that's, that's, and, and it's valuable. Like we were just complaining about how Draymond doesn't finish plays. You know, it'd be nice if we could combine the two of them, right? Like you put Draymond's IQ in Ubre or put Ubre's athleticism in Draymond. That'd be an amazing player, but that's not how life works. So yeah. Um, I, I do think there's something to the fact that, like, since they've gone with this spread lineup and Uber can kind of be the – in some ways, he's playing Wiseman's role. He's just finishing plays, you know, whether it's spotting up or dunking. And he's so much better at that because he's athletic. He's got enough touch. But he's not a – you know, he's not a guy you put the ball in their hand and be like, all right, if, the, if they if they shade left, you pass this way. You know, let him make a simple read, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. And he's done a lot of that. We'll see what happens when Kevon Looney and Wiseman come back. It, it sounds like they'll both be back here in the next few games. Um, and, and I think it, Looney's probably better for him. Like you, you put Looney at the starting five, it's probably better. You keep Wiseman with Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins a bit of a better play starter, right? Um, you keep those two off the bench or kind of in the middle of the first quarter. It, it may be better. Steve Kerr in the, in the mentions here, Sam. Uh, he's saying, "Can anyone give me credit for keeping Uber in the starting lineup?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am, I am, I am enjoying. I'm gonna do this for a couple minutes here. I am enjoying uh, Warriors media. I'm not gonna count us as kind of Warriors media. We don't, we don't cover the team. We don't have credentials anymore. That was years ago. I am enjoying Warriors media feeling the need to kind of uh, tell us that Steve Kerr made a great decision uh, by keeping Kelly Oubre in the starting lineup. Uh, and any time that something good happens, whether it be for uh, two minutes into the game or in the end of the game, that Steve Kerr made the right decision. Uh, I'm enjoying it because, Sam, it, it feels like it is coming from Steve Kerr himself. <laughs> uh, I think he cares too much about what, you know, a couple of people are saying on Twitter or in real life. Just do your job. Just just coach. 
right? Like the the one thing that Warriors fans, everyone in here and everybody else that'll be listening on our podcast, they just they just want the Warriors to win, man. Like whether it be benching Kelly Oubre or not benching Kelly Oubre or playing Brad Wanamaker or not playing Wanamaker or Draymond or Steph or whatever, running back screens or ISOs, they just we just want the Warriors to win. Like there's no I don't think there's anything. Sam, do you care if Steph shoots four shots or 40 shots in a win? Like, does it really matter? That's, that's all people care about. I, I don't think that this thing that the Warriors media is doing by saying, like, oh, you should not be mad about this is the thing that people really care about. Warriors fans just want them to win. And, no, and I think that they're being too it's a little, um It's a little small time to me to to be caring about the fan discourse fans are gonna just be ecstatic when there's a win and think the world is falling when there's a loss and that's okay who cares it's just it it seems like uh like you said focus on what you're doing don't worry about the noise like someone's gonna want you fired when you lose and someone's gonna think you should be the president of the united states when you win you know, that's just how social media works. Let's ignore it. Let's keep it right. moving. I think you should be happy that people care. I, I don't know. Do you know any Orlando? Is there a magic Twitter even going on? So, like, I mean, no offense. Magic kind of fun team. I kind of have a lot of respect for what they got going on there, considering they've lost four of their starters for the season. But um, but I, I don't think you should push back a passion, even if it sometimes seems illogical. Yep, I, I'm with you. We won't rant on it too much, but it's just like it's. I think like Warriors fans were pissed last season. I remember when they won 15 games. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the shit that you want. That's that's the type of fan behavior you want. And Warriors fans always been one of the best fans in the NBA. Like if yeah. not if not the best fans, like that's what it is, man. Sometimes you get criticized. Fucking that's how it works. All right, do we want to do we want to get to some people? Want to rip through? Some yeah, yeah, yeah. we're gonna go 15, maybe 20 minutes on the question. So get in there now. We're starting here. Max Crawford. Yo, what's, what's up, up guys? Uh, Andy, everything you said about Dre is 100% true. It is disgusting to watch him play offensively. It feels like on most of his shots, he knows they aren't going in. He's just shooting it for the sake of shooting, and it's really terrible to watch. Uh, I have two questions. First, would this Warriors team be a contender if 2015-16 Draymond was on this team? Oh, I like that question. So you're saying cool. no Clay Thompson, but you have kind of the peak of his power. Yes, Draymond you replace this Draymond with with 2015-16 Draymond. I think they're okay. I think if they have that Draymond, they probably have at least two more wins. Okay, so what we're talking about is instead of 16 and 14, they're 18 and 12, maybe 19 and 11. All of a sudden, that's a four seed. And I think there are enough in the mix that they might make some moves around the margins to get you. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I, I don't think that's kn- Yeah. I don't know that they get it done without Clay, but I think they get close enough that it's interesting and it certainly opens the door. Yep. I, I, yeah, I agree. And second, when you, whenever you guys are slandering Kerr, which uh, I, I love it, I, I do not like Kerr, <laughs> but uh, Sam, you always preface it by saying Kerr is a smart guy. And I'm, I'm going to have to disagree. What has he done to prove to you that he is that he is smart? Because you mentioned ego management, and to that I say, Steph and Clay are the two most egoless stars ever. And the two players who have had egos, Katie hates his guts, and Draymond has gotten into several arguments with him. So, I mean, where do you think Steve excels at as a head coach? Oh boy, oh, you want me to take that one? Yeah, please. Max coming in hot. I love it. I do think he deserves credit for building the whole thing up. I think his system is the reason 
it's not the reason. The talent's the reason. But any way you slice it, before he was the coach, they were a good playoff team. After he took over as a coach, they were one of the greatest teams ever. So he deserves Mike credit Brown and for Luke that. Walton, Mike Brown and Luke Walton, we've had better records with Brown and Walton as the coach. I mean, is Kerr but really making the who's si- But whose system, whose system was it? So You are right. You, I'll you, give you that. You got to give him a little credit. That does not mean we We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Can, you know, sit, sit back around on everything he accomplished five years ago. But, um, you know, he's not a bad coach. I'll put it that way. He's, he's a good coach. That does not mean he doesn't have blind spots. And we actually appreciate you. We're gonna keep what we won't do, what we won't. Thank you, Max. We'll get the next guy on while we get him on, Sam. What we won't do is we won't do what Clutch does or what Chris Haynes does. We will not write revisionist history, right? Steve Kerr did win three championships and maximize Steph Curry and the rest of these guys. Um, we are not we are not clutch. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to roman.com slash now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation, ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com slash lightyears and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Go to getroman.com slash lightyears and get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Getroman.com slash lightyears. Get started now to save $15 off your first month of treatment. All right. I appreciate that. Will Decker, what is up, my man? What you got for us? Hey, can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. What's going on? Hey, what's up, guys? Um, I think tonight, for obvious reasons, was the most frustrating loss of the year. I mean, we start off the fourth quarter on a 12-0 run. We're down by 17. um, And then we just completely blew it in the fourth quarter. It was completely frustrating. And uh, the thing that I want to bring to the table 
is I do believe that we should go all in to try to get Steph as much help as he can, whether that be a trade for Levine, like you proposed on Twitter today, or Siakam, Bradley Beal out there. Uh, The thing with me is I've seen it with people like MJ uh, for the Bulls. I mean, the Bulls have not had a championship team or a player to build around like that since Jordan retired. I think the same thing is going to be for the Spurs with Duncan. We have the championship guy, the face of the franchise in Steph Curry. We need to start building around that and uh, making moves. What do you think about that? Yeah, the classic uh, make a move. The problem is they're not, well, they're not, they're not going to do it. You're going to have to push out. You're going to have to push together the pieces of Minnesota pick and, uh, and James, James. Wiseman to get to get to get a player, and I don't like. I think they love James Wiseman more than they love Steph Curry, man. I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, gosh. like I'm kind, like I'm, I'm. But I do facetious, uh, but like they love James Wiseman. Like I don't. I think do agree with. Yeah. Um, I do agree with Will's point, which is the Bulls moved off of uh, Michael Jordan because they they bought their culture too much, and you know the Bulls done anything since MJ left, so. And I know, Andy, I know you agree with me on this one. It's like you have a special generational player. You should go for it as much as you can because you can't just assume you're going to draft the next Steph Curry. Like that doesn't – if it was that easy, the Orlando Magic would have done it. The Charlotte Hornets would have – well, maybe the Charlotte Hornets did do it. But uh, we can keep going down the list. You know, if it's that easy to find a guy that good, a lot of other teams would. Will, we appreciate you. We're going to keep moving. Hey, thanks. Sheed, uh, Sam Sheed said, "Why well, I'm going to read some stuff out while you bring guys on. Sheed said, definitely spent more, Steve spent more time cold calling for the Dems in Georgia than prep for the season. So, <laughs> another. <laughs> we oh, got, we... oh, I'm going on mute. I want to hear this. It's getting spicy. We got the, uh, the infamous option zero. OZ, what's up, my man? I was going to say this one thing. If you're more mad at people criticizing Kerr than the dubs being like, two games above 500, then haven't you lost lost the plot? Like, you should be mad that the Warriors aren't getting wins, not what people are saying about Kerr. Haven't we just completely forgotten what's important here, which is the dub should win games? Is that, so, is that, is that a crime to, to say, hey, I want to I wanna, I wanna win games? I agree with you, man. I, I don't think anyone should be upset over overreactions to it. Like, here, here's... Let, let's see if you agree with me, OZ. I think fundamentally every fan is aware of how special Steph Curry is. Like we watch the games, we see how dumb some of the things he does on the basketball court are. And it feels like we are wasting a. we just may never see a player like this. We may not see a guy, the Warriors get a guy like this for 20 years. Right. All right hold, hold on. Just, I got, I got, I got, I got to interrupt. Um, the Warriors, did they win tonight or lose. They, they lost. Right. So, I'm supposed to not go on the locker room app. I'm only supposed to go after wins. Um, <laughs> so I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, it's, it's stupid. I was. I felt. I, I literally was asleep playing the game. So I'm sorry, guys. I will. I will. I told Sam the next time we win, put me up first, and I'll talk about how Steve Kerr is the best. And it's all. Steph, I mean, I tweet. I tweeted out that it's all Steph Curry's fault. I mean, I tweeted it. What? 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 What, 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 what do you want from me? I'll make a basketball. Po- I'll make a basketball point because you know uh, enough of this bullshit. You guys talked earlier about the Dre effect, and yes, it's much harder to make an offense work when Dre can when when Dre does stuff. But 
look at the other guys in this lineup with him, around him. You have JTA, Ubre, and Wiggins. And I think we should distinguish between how someone shot and what his percentage is on a certain night and how he actually gets guarded because that's a difference, right? Ubre yeah. might go three of six. Who's closing out on him? Um, when they when they're when they're going full all out to to, to jump the sideline on that great Steph pass, when they double him in the middle of the floor, when they do all these things to make Steph's life life difficult, it's not just that Dre's not shooting; it's that there's no second threat. No, I'm going to use the word gravity. No gravity on the other side to counterbalance the floor. We have like Clay was that he may be that. But until you actually get someone better than Ubre, better than Wiggins, better than Lee, better than Mulder, if you're an opposing team, why wouldn't you say, fuck it, I'm going to throw everyone at Steph, and if Ubre hits eight threes, fine. If like They don't care. So I think I disagree with your point that just Dre needs to score. It's You actually need someone that's not just Dre hitting floaters. You need someone that actually gets respect, which is why I do think Beal, I'm going to disagree with Andy a little bit here, you know, Asian on Asian crime, um, we do need a Beal or a Levine type because you need someone to just suck that third defender, or in this case, fourth defender, away from the side that Steph and Dre are running an action on. It's so hard I, I to agree get any with sort you. of space. I agree with it's you. It's so hard. So, I mean, I'm gonna, I, I, I've been number one anti-Kerr guy, but more on the bigger point is you need someone that has enough gravity to say, if you want to send a third or fourth guy at Steph, I'm actually good enough to reliably, not just on one or two nights, to reliably put up 20, 30, whatever, how many points. So I think the over the, Dre, the, the Dre criticism is warranted to an extent, but him shooting, what, one or two, making one or two more shots a game would change the percentage, but it wouldn't change the Warriors' offense to the degree it needs to. It has to be someone with much greater volume and efficiency, or, or I think it's, it's usage is the correct term, a higher usage on the other side of the floor. It's, it, that's, that's who we need. Uh, and that's what you should be looking at. Now, if you're not going to chase wins and you don't give a shit like our current management, then maybe you don't need that. You can just live <laughs> with it. But that's just, I'm just, basketball, just, just basketball, right? Just basketball takes no, no judgment here. Like, gravity is more important than just, did you make a shot or two do, today? Do you think Clay solves that OZ long term, or do you think they need someone on top of just, even just Clay? Is, they, is, is Clay healthy? 70%. Not enough. Yeah. Because because Dre's, Dre's, Dre's getting worse, Wiseman won't be ready, and this is another point. Wiggins is back to career normals. He was great for the first what is it one third of the season or whatever it is. He was shooting forty percent from three. We knew that wasn't going to last, right? He's back to the mid thirties, back to career normals, and okay, JTA will not take threes. Dre's not shooting, so now you have a bunch of non shooters around Steph. And okay, great that Kelly Oubre, you know, thanks, thanks. Thanks to Steve Kerr, Kelly Oubre is now, um, I don't know, prime Ray Allen or some shit. That's going to last for how much longer? And then, then, we're, then we're back to Looney in the back. Looney in the lineup. Wiseman in the lineup. We're going to be back to Steph with three or four non-shooters. And then what's that going to look like? So you just I don't see how you solve the problem, whether it's lineup or not, without actually doing something right. to bring in a second dude. Even with Clay, you probably want to upgrade or at least, at least have the ability to bring a guy off the bench in some sort of weird lineups that can take a great spot sometimes, or even back, or even take Clay's minutes sometimes because he can't. He's not going to be playing full time minutes coming off, you know, God knows how many injuries. So whether you want to, whether you think Levine's not worth it or Beal's not worth it, we're going to need some perimeter player, whether it's a two or three or whatever, that can eat minutes for Wiggins or I hate to say it for Clay 
even next year. Because like Sam says, like you can't bet on Clay being back to 2016, 2015 levels. I mean, the dude's got freaking ACL, MCL, every single acronym in the book got fucked up. So I'm sorry, but if you want to win, you need to trade for someone, even next year. Like, there's no development that's going to solve the problem. Jordan Poole's going to come save us. I don't know. Shit. Smiley. Smiley got it. How did, how does, does Smiley just play a game? I'll take this, I'll take this off the air. Did Smiley just play since that first game? Anyway, <laughs> thanks, guys. Have a good night. I feel like I feel like Ozzy asked that because he knows what happened in the second game where Smiley was was not very good. Uh, just <laughs> the guy. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna power through a couple more of these. Yeah, we're, we're, okay, we'll rip through it. Okay, okay. What's Ryan, up, what is up, man? Um, going back to your point on Draymond, people say they drafted Wiseman to save Draymond defensively. I also think they drafted Wiseman to help him offensively because I think they saw at that Miami um that workout that Wiseman actually has a jumper. And that could help extend Draymond's career. If Wiseman has a jumper, you could play Draymond to the la- to, um, for the latter parts of his career. Yeah, definitely. I mean, but the, the real question is, how long does it take Wiseman to get there, right? Like, I, I love exactly. the idea of Wiseman. I don't think he's been bad for what he is. By the way, Zach will be, Zach will be missed dealing. Um, but dealing. Oh, baseball Sam is here. Oakland A Sam is here. <laughs> uh, my, my question is, do you think Wiseman gets there before this window ends? That is that is the fundamental question. Yeah, and, and I think I think yeah, thanks, Ryan. And and I think another another part is Draymond wants him there. Like Draymond wants to be here long term. Like Draymond knows if he's on a lesser team, not great for him. Right, he's maximized here as best as possible with Steph Curry, and Wiseman's only going to help him. Does that make the, the long-term vision of the team better? I, who knows, right? So um, we'll keep Abs- it going. Oh my God, that shot yeah. by! Uh, I hope you're watching, my guy Zach Levine, who I'm all in on. This is Levine week on Light Years. <laughs> I, I, I think, uh, I think on, on Zach Levine. Um, I don't know if we're done with college yet. On Zach Levine, I think he's underrated in terms of the amount of uh, assets you're going to give up to give up for him instead of Bradley yeah. Beal. Um, I, I think Bradley Beal is kind of overrated in terms of like he's averages thirty thousand points a game, and you're gonna have to give him all he's these pretty good. Like kind of like <laughs> he is good, but like it almost feels like he's kind of a, a big package, like what you would have to give for a James Harden. And I'm like, just give me that Zach Levine. He's kind of similar, like at least eighty percent. Are you? You um, may not have to give him up as much. I'm not. I, I think it might be closer than that. Levine just, so? a, Levine just yeah. hit a step back in Matisse Thibault's face. Uh, to bring it to a closer game. But that's not why this is here. I'm going to keep this moving. we got to go to the oh, legend. Mike Mikas. Awesome. Mike Mikas. What is up, my man? Good thing I did not decide to pay the $80 to go watch that game in person tonight, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> I had this question before the game that we watched tonight because I expected we were going to win. And I guess looking ahead, we're about a third of the way through the year. What would be the ideal uh, playoff fallings? Uh, what would I seed? What would be the most ideal way if we wanted to get to like a Western Conference Finals or even the uh, championship? What would be the ideal way the bracket looks for us based on what we know from the other team's strengths and weaknesses, how we match up with them? <sighs> great, qu- great question. Um, we, might, we might have to take that on a longer pod. <laughs> You know Sam, what? You we, go will, we will, I have we take, will I have take, take that one on a longer pod. So yeah. right now the Warriors are the eighth seed. 
and they're matched up against the Jazz, who are just feeling themselves right now. Um, I'm going to ask you, Andy, if you are the Warriors, do you want to play the Jazz, the Lakers, or the Clippers? Yeah, Clippers. I mean, the Clippers right now is 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 probably the yeah the, the guy you want to play. Uh, real quick, I do want to make one thing clear. Uh, the Warriors, what as of right now, would they be giving the pick away to OKC? Like twenty twenty what, what is it twenty one right now? Um, either way, the, the, I think the point is that do you really uh, do you have confidence in the Warriors front office to draft the right guy at twenty two anyway? If they were to keep the pick, you know, like if they had the twenty second pick, would, would you really think that they're going to draft a good player? Um, anyway, I, I thought that's that a, that's not a reason to throw a pick away. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, uh, oh man, it's just uh, I, I guess the Clippers is is probably the team you want to play. I, I mean, like Portland, if you could play Portland, they somehow end up up there. Like that's perfect. Like if the Warriors can play Portland, it's perfect. Every game in the one forties, and then Stephen Dame, like it's perfect. I do feel good about their chances against Portland because Portland's just never shown any ability to guard Steph, and. Uh, if you can't if you can't mess with Steph, then um, you're automatically putting the Warriors in the series. Um, that would be my number one. Um, Clippers would be my number two. Also, they I don't know hey, the Paul George thing is getting worse. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't really feel too good about the Warriors against any of these teams until we see some roster adjustments. Right now, now if you're telling me Clay's back and they add a couple pieces around the margins and it's a completely different conversation. But right now, as I'm looking at it, it's a little depressing. It's, it's not great. You know, we just got to hope you hope Portland keeps winning and moves themselves up to the, the three seat or something. And that can get me interesting. Yep. Mike, we appreciate you. We're going to keep moving. Appreciate you guys. Uh, last, last question. We'll go here, Andy. Uh, Antonio has been waiting a while. Let's put awesome. him on. Antonio, what's up, man? What's up? Jordan Poole's number one fan back again. Um, so <laughs> I was going to ask you guys, uh, I don't know if you talk, want to talk about this later on. You keep mentioning it, but uh, I'm from Oakland. I love Dame. I love Steph. Um, those Chris Haynes comments and those tweets, man, they just, and the the responses from there getting kind of like internally, it's like, I don't want to hate on him, but I like, I can pull out a lot of hate stuff on Dame and just like the comparisons of, oh, well, he hasn't, he's doing this all without CJ and then like Steph's getting unnoticed, even though he had CJ having one of the best stretches of his career for like almost half the season before he got hurt. You know, uh, I just wanted to get you guys this, uh, thoughts on, you know, the whole, uh, media BS. I mean, yeah. it's, it's expected, but I just, uh, I mean, this was a tough night, you know, kind of want to rant about something. I kind of want to hear you guys' thoughts. <laughs> you gotta want to hear a Sam rant. I'm going to go real quickly and then I'll have Sam end it. Cause I know Sam is a better renter than me, but, uh, I, look, man, it's it is NBA media, right? Like that's how it works today. Like Chris Haynes is friends with Dame, and of course Chris Haynes is gonna is gonna uh, gonna put up for Dame. I think the bad thing about all of this is that Damian Lillard is a fantastic player, and I've even been guilty of this a little bit. Is that when something like that happens, you feel the need to kind of like put down Dame. It's like, oh, Dame's a worse player than Steph because he can't do this, this, and that. And it's like. Shit, can we just say that these guys are awesome and just enjoy basketball and yeah. say that this is all good stuff for the game? Instead, we got guys like Nick Wright out here. It's not just Chris Haynes. Like, Nick Wright out here, it was much worse. I think Chris is, like, fine. We got, you know, these guys that just skip Bayless out here, just nonstop where, like, everybody's got an agenda. And we're not talking about, like, me, you know what I mean, with just a few, a few followers here and there kind of just saying shit. We've got guys in just national media kind of spewing this stuff. It just it doesn't make it enjoyable because I think the point of 
the point of when you cover basketball is make it so that everybody loves basketball. And, and instead, we've got guys saying, like, Steph doesn't do this and doesn't do that. Then you've got guys picking sides, and that doesn't make basketball fun. I think the point of basketball think, entertainment is to make it fun. Yeah. I was going to say, the argument for Dame that Chris Haynes made was about Steph Curry. It wasn't about Damian Lillard. Yeah. And that's mm. kind of my fundamental issue with media. Like, he's right. – it's one, it's not true. Draymond shooting 35% from the field, uh, averaging five points a game. Yes, he does a lot of good things, but like the idea that he is initiating so that Steph doesn't have to is inaccurate. He's initiating because he has no other value. Like Steph's playing off ball to help him, not the other way around. Um, but that gets back to the overall point. Like it's not a contextual argument about what they do in the context of their team, because as far as I'm concerned, Steph is carrying the worst team in basketball to middle of the road. Dame is carrying a mediocre team to a little better. You can take it out what you want. I don't have a problem with people who think Dame's more the MVP. But your argument needs to be about what Dame is doing, not about some perceived BS about what Steph is doing. Because it's just an inaccurate um, way to, to phrase the question to me. And it gets back to the whole thing where it's like, you can't make an argument. Uh, it seems to me the media can't make an argument, which doesn't revolve around someone being like a martyr. Like, yep, there you he go. can't do it. He's got to do everything. He's got to yeah. do it all. And it's like, it, it does. It's like the reason Steph is off mall is because what you, you want Steph dribbling in a circle while Draymond spots up. Like what, what that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you know, like that's more of a comment on, on those players than anything, but it's like, there's more than one way to play basketball. So, um, Antonio, we appreciate you. That was a great yeah, question. Hey, real quick, can I say, uh, I was honestly like, I'm happy, like, Dave's getting like love and stuff. And just the fact, like, the whole thing that triggered me, he's like, the line where he says he's carrying a load like no other star right now. And I was just like, get get the hell out of my face with that, man. I got clicked on the <laughs> button, bro. Be tripping, bro. Appreciate you, Antonio. You're right. Um, I, we're going to leave it here. We appreciate everyone who came in. We're going to go longer uh, next week. You know, we'll be doing these after games a little more often, but uh, we appreciate everyone here. We're going to have a podcast after the, uh, the Hornets game tomorrow. Thank you, guys. Thanks, everyone. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.